Hi, everybody, and welcome to Brokerage Insider, the podcast where we interview the leaders in real estate and technology. I'm your host, Eric Stegeman, and I'm the CEO of Trivis. We're one of the largest independent prop tech companies in real estate and provider of custom brokerage technology to medium and large size brokerages in the United States, Canada, and even around the world. In addition, I'm the managing partner of Trivis Capital, a private equity fund focused on the prop tech industry. On today's episode, we have Michael Lucarelli. Now, Michael is the co-founder and CEO of RentSpree, a leasing management tool that has been focused on the MLS industry recently, and I will be sure to dive a little more into that. Michael, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, thank you so much, Eric. Really glad to be here and excited to chat with you today. Yeah, so let's dive in. So, you know, the first question that I pretty much ask all of our guests is, how did you get into real estate and real estate technology? Yeah, so going back a couple of years ago is when I first actually moved. So I'm from the East Coast and I moved to California. It was about 2014 or so. And so a lot of what I experienced was first originating as a renter. And so I had done quite a bit of moving around up until that point and just saw how there's really a massive number of people that are renting in the U.S. Again, kind of looking at it from the renter lens and that it was just a completely fragmented process where when you're a renter, you're kind of thrown through these loops where you have to submit your application to many different properties. You have to pay fees over and over again. You don't really hear back. There's a question of information security with your sensitive information. So I saw all that on the renter side and then kind of combining that a little bit, I actually ended up getting my real estate license and hung it at a local Remax. And so I really put both pieces together where on one hand I was renting and saw that, and then I was working in the, this Remax office and I saw actually a ton of agents that were working with rentals or at least trying to. And at this office, considering how many people were, were working with rentals on a regular basis, I was surprised that there was no tools, there was no resources, even like the broker didn't really have any feedback or advice to give to agents on how to handle these types of rental transactions when agents were working with lease listings and representing renters. And so I just saw a huge gap in an opportunity and given how large renting is in the U.S., just like saw a big chance for me to kind of come in and create a standardization that can streamline these processes for renters. But of course, also now a lot of what we do is focusing on agents, brokerages, landlords, property managers, MLSs, et cetera. So from a high level, you know, just to, so that everybody is listening in, can you give us a high level understanding of exactly what RentSpree does for either the, the broker or the, the consumer? Yeah. So what RentSpree does is it really looks at, you know, like these rental transactions, and this is not necessarily something designed for property managers, although we do have property management companies that use RentSpree. It's really for agents that are mainly focusing on selling and buying but they may have from time to time the opportunity to work on a rental, whether they have a lease listing and they're representing a landlord or they might represent a renter. And so given how many, pe- how many people are kind of working on those types of transactions, Rentsbury really seeks to streamline that process as much as possible because we know that typically agents and brokers don't tend to earn as much on rental commission. And so when you have these situations where agents and brokers are possibly spending a little bit of too much time on these types of transactions and not earning a whole lot, it doesn't really make financial sense in certain cases. And so Rentsbury aims to streamline these rental transactions as much as possible so that it becomes kind of worthwhile, where maybe if you're not spending a whole lot of time on a rental, you can get it done within a couple hours instead of a couple days or a couple weeks. 
then some of those smaller commission checks make a lot of sense. And so the way that RentScree actually works is it handles really the entire um, process that an agent needs to go through in order to close a lease listing. So everything from vetting the tenants, so we do online applications that are automatically set up so renters can apply online using, in some cases, like our standard rental application or even association forms. We also provide instant access to screening reports through TransUnion. So I'm talking about credit checks, background checks, eviction reports. We also verify income, check references, all that kind of stuff. So basically gathering all the information that's needed to vet a tenant. And then beyond that as well, we give a great way that these agents that are vetting these tenants, they can basically make a decision and then send a lease out for signature. So really like from listing to lease is kind of what I like to say in terms of what Rentsbury handles for these rental transactions. And like I said, the main thing is just to streamline and create some efficiency there so that it makes it a lot more worthwhile for agents that work on rentals. I, and I, from a personal experience, and you're, you're out in California, right? Correct. So from a personal experience, when I first moved out and we were getting Tribus started up back in 2009, I moved out to California and was in a hotel looking for a place to rent in the Newport Beach area. And I'm out looking around and I probably call 15 folks and I uh, focused on ones that were listed in the MLS and, you know, a few that were on Craigslist because uh, I wasn't seeing a whole lot in the MLS and uh, got out there, made a, made a bunch of phone calls. And I will say, uh, I probably got two out of 15 people to call me back. And I always tell this story uh, at events about the most important app on your phone is the phone app to agents. And uh, I and they had an agent call me back eight months later, literally, and said, I heard you're interested in 123 Any Street. You know, are, are, are you still looking? Would you like to go see it? And I said, I signed a lease eight months ago. Uh, and I said, well, you know, is there a reason you're just getting to this now? And oh, it's a lease listing. I, I, I just don't care about it, right? <laughs> And so, you know, that's that's the somewhat of the problem you're in the space. And so obviously it looks like you guys are 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 trying to make it easier for agents. Now that begs the question is, you know, there's other mega organizations out there. Like, for example, Yardi is a big one, Y-A-R-D-I. For those listening, if you haven't heard of it, they're kind of one of the big players in the space and they they do all sorts of things. But like, for example, you know, your it seems like your client and their clients are two different things, right? Yeah, yeah, they're definitely different. And I would say for Yardi in particular, they would cater more towards, let's say like institutional property management firms, like large multi-million dollar managers, even like REITs. And so those kind of um, targets that Yardi and others like it, they provide tools for, they account for about 50% of the rental market in the US. The other 50%, tends to be more like your mom and pop landlords. So mom and pop landlords, small property managers, and this is actually the half of the market that they're not really given any kind of standardized tools and they're most likely to need assistance and kind of working with their rentals. And so that's where like those people are very likely to maybe ask an agent for help, either because either they don't know how to handle the rental process or screening, um, or maybe perhaps they don't have time and they need help from an agent. Or a broker to kind of get those services done. And so Rentsbury really does focus a little bit differently on, you know, that segment of the market. And because we focus on that segment of the market, which is more like the mom and pop side, we cater very well to them because we don't pay hey, our tool is free. So we don't charge landlords or agents or managers anything to use it. 
you can set up and start using our tool within 60 seconds, which if you compare to those like Yardi, Yardi is ten, uh, thousands or maybe tens of thousands of dollars with months to set up the software. So it's really something that is very quick and convenient for agents and smaller landlords to be able to just get up and running and really get their transactions completed without fuss. So, you know, the, the, the numbers that you're giving there of what percentage of the space is underserved from, from what you're saying is there's, there's a lot because, you know, I think right before we were talking, uh, right before we started recording this, this episode, you were telling me that roughly a third of all homes or households in the United States are currently renting. Is that accurate? Yeah, that, that's correct. So roughly one third of the housing units in the U.S. are rental housing. And so it's a big market. It's very much underserved. And like I said, you know, even within that, looking at the long tail. So for example, on the like institutional side, there may be, let's say hundreds or thousands of different property management companies out there that are kind of serving and they may be using yardies out there, but there's millions of like landlords. And so these are the people that they don't have any kinds of tools available for them. And so it is a large market and it's growing. And so you can look back dating to about even like the seventies when renting really kind of started growing in popularity at that time. And it's been really on a sustained upward swing ever since that time. And there are certain events that happen in the economy that accelerate the adoption of renting, such as the financial crisis of 2000, just changing habits, people liking a little bit more mobility, a little bit of flexibility, uh, moving around jobs a little bit more. And so all these factors really kind of contribute to a change in what we're seeing with the real estate landscape in the U.S., where it's not so much where people are necessarily looking to or able to purchase a home anytime they like. People are often choosing to rent um, either because they want to or because um, they need to. And so it's a, it's a you know, good opportunity to really you know, cater to this type of market and really look at how the trends in the U.S. are changing and how agents and brokers can embrace that change. So, you know, maybe just some quick napkin math here, not even napkin math, but you know, what, you're, what you're saying is that there's an opportunity for, for something like one-sixth of all households in the United States to be connected up with an agent where, you know, they're not served by a mega organization that Yari might use. And and it seems like from what you're saying that there's a, a population to be served there by realtors and maybe some easy commissions if they can use a tool like yours to get them from from you know to that to that lease kind of position, but that they're being underserved right now, or that realtors are underserving them, and so you know it seems like there's a huge opportunity in in that percentage, that one sixth of households percentage, that not only could you get them for that, but maybe migrate them to a commission down the road, right? Yeah, a full commission. Yes, yeah. So you're gonna definitely get that maybe small rental commission where. Hey, it could be, you know, a couple hundred to a couple thousand dollars at most for that. And that's certainly great. And there's definitely value, especially like I said, it kind of goes back to maybe you're not making a lot, but if you can spend a lot less time on it, then, hey, maybe you take it. Maybe if you're a newer agent getting started, or maybe if there's some gaps in income, if you can work with a quick rental, it closes a lot faster than a for sale property. So, hey, that can be a nice little quick win to kind of keep someone going or sustain a new agent. But then, like you said, we know that 
in the future, it's not that people are necessarily like, like I said, choosing to rent and not purchase a home. They may be renting in the interim while they save up and they, they're going to be renting for on average a longer time period than ever was done in the past. And so there's kind of a, a misconception out there that people are no longer buying and that they're renting instead. But really the truth is, is that people are tending to actually purchase a home about seven years later than they normally would have in the past. And like I said, there's a variety of factors that kind of contribute to that. But the question that agents and brokers should be asking themselves is how can we position ourselves um, to those renters so that when the time comes when they're ready to purchase a home, that renter can kind of come back and uh, tap into the agent that might've helped them with the renter, with their rental transaction. So it's a great opportunity to keep those relationships strong. Is anything in Rent Spree help them with that? Like, is there a list of all my past transactions if I'm an agent and I sign up with you or if I'm a broker and sign up for all of my agents, an account with you guys? Is there yeah. some way to go back and, and see everybody that I've helped? Yeah, you can see everyone that goes back there that, that kind of goes into the system. And so it'll help you kind of keep track of everything in there. Um, and we're making some really kind of cool enhancements that can further streamline that process. So we'll be making some changes that will, let's say, allow you to kind of message renters a little bit, see when they might be likely to maybe make a housing change so you can make sure that you're kind of there and knowing when to follow up with renters. And the whole thing with Rent Free 2 is that when you work with a rental, you're not necessarily only just um, getting into contact with the two um, renters who may end up actually renting the property. You may have come into contact with dozens of prospective tenants as well who maybe have shown interest in this rental or maybe have applied but they didn't get the place and so these are all also very important interactions that if you're um, on top of things you can kind of tap into these individuals as well and encompass them all as part of your network so i think that's a great like benefit and if you're smart you're definitely going to be thinking about those types but then beyond that as well we, we, we know that one of the reasons why you know, a, a renter might come back to an agent when it's time to purchase a home, it really comes down to the service that that renter receives. And they associate that service with their agent. And so if you're an agent and you do a great job servicing a renter, making that transaction super easy and smooth, then you're going to make a strong impression. And that's what's going to lead to that recurring business later on down the road. And so that's also where, hey, you have a professional process in place. You have this tool that streamlines everything. It makes it super easy and painless for the renter. Well, that renter is going to be more likely to come back and associate a positive experience with the agent who helped them out. Gotcha. Yeah, and I, I agree with that totally. In fact, one of the things that I've uh, we've long pushed on the tribus side of things is, you know, to connect with those folks because renters are usually going to buy something at some point, especially if you educate them. But the problem that I see a lot of times that agents face is this forgetfulness to follow up with past clients. Everybody wants to work the new lead that came in the door yesterday, but nobody ever works the past client. So it sounds like it sounds like you're working on some tools to help them maybe automate some of that. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's, I think, the key point really that you that you brought up that, hey, everyone knows that they should keep in contact with past clients, but it's just you know, it takes time to do that. You have to really invest in a tool or invest your time to track those people and put some kind of infrastructure in place. And so we're going to try to make it as easy as possible that at least on the renter rental side of things, that's for the renters that you 
kind of work with as an agent. We'll try to make it really easy for you to kind of keep in contact with those individuals through our platform. So that's something that we're going to be launching pretty soon. And we're really excited to be able to offer that because those are the, the types of things that really make a difference to agents and can really streamline their overall process. And hey, in the end of the day, bring them a lot more business. Yeah, for for sure. Especially when there's, you know, we're talking a huge percentage of, of housing out there that is is underserved in, especially in this space that's there, it seems like. So now let's, let's talk a little bit about your growth because holy cow, I'll be real honest as of, you know, last year, I probably don't think I, if you said rent spree to me, I would have said, I'm going to assume it's something to do with rentals, but I've never heard of it before. And now it seems like this year, all I hear is just press release after press release after press release of, of mostly MLSs integrating with you guys. What, what shook loose this year? Yeah, you know, when we had launched, we had also, you know, we, we provide services mainly and we were, we'll work with larger um, real estate organizations. So we've been working with some really large organizations dating back for a couple of years now. So we've been working with CRMLS, which is the California Regional Multiple Listing Service, and the largest MLS in the country since about 2017 or so. And we just launched with a couple other large MLSs. So we, we're now up to about 30 different multiple listing services that we partner with. And so we actually have a really interesting integration into the MLS. So like I said, it really comes down to this idea of streamlining these processes as much as possible for agents. And so I think what's really attributed to our growth has been partnering with these large, you know, some of the multiple listing services, large brokers, and we can actually embed this rental process into the tools and softwares that agents and brokers are already using. And so by doing things like that, that's where, hey, like you can really compress down the transaction time to get these things done. And so we've been working with, like I said, 30 MLSs that are launched and most of those have been launched in the past year. Just because we hit on something, we know it works and we've been building a lot of momentum and getting a lot of positive user feedback. And it's been great to kind of see that. So it's really exciting time for us. Yeah, for for sure. So so it seems like MLSs are just seeing more value in getting into that space. Or do you think that they've been missing this space for for a long time, and they're finally waking up to the 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 missed connections with getting data into the MLS? I think with MLSs, obviously, there's a there's a whole lot of priority that a whole lot of different priorities that an MLS might have, and some of them may take precedence over renters over you know the past years. But oftentimes when we work with an MLS, they don't necessarily, they, have, they don't have a track record necessarily of catering to rentals in an important way. And so they have been really, I think, awakening to this idea that, hey, renting is really a one step on the path to home ownership in a vast majority of cases. And so for an MLS to really support its agent and broker members, they, they can like do a great job and there's a chance for them to provide rental tools. And so we do provide, you know, one of those tools that really can streamline things quite nicely for them. And we have been seeing really positive feedback from members of the MLSs that we've worked with. And so when MLSs start thinking a little bit more deliberately about rentals and a way that they might have thought about sales in the past, you see a lot of benefits from that and more agents will enter their rentals into the MLS. You have more cooperation, there's more compensation available, there's more inventory, there's enhanced data that the MLS can kind of make use of relating to those rental properties. So when we see MLS isn't really embracing rentals and integrating a tool like ours, it really uplifts 
you know, I would say just the overall workflows of agents um, across the board and whatever footprint that we were working with with that MLS. Yep, that seems to all make sense and, and you know, definitely a value add. And so let's go back to it for a second too, which is there's no fee for an MLS. Seem, seemingly from what you said, there's no fee for an MLS to add this or no fee for a brokerage to add this. It's, it, it's all paid. I'm assuming it's all paid for by the tenant through the screening process, correct? Yeah, correct. So we don't charge um, our partners or anything to offer these tools. So the way that Rentsbury earns revenue is just from a screening fee. And in most cases, it's just a $30 screening fee that the prospective tenant pays to apply. So this is just your normal run-of-the-mill application fee that usually, and even so, depending on where you are, $30 tends to be on the lower side. And keep in mind, this is something that uh, prospective tenants are usually paying anyway. So, you know, it's just paying to apply. And so with Rentsbury, we collect the screening fee from a prospective tenant and we provide really like a streamlined process to the agent. And then on top of that, there's a little bit of a sneaky benefit as well, which is that, hey, now that agent doesn't need to even worry about collecting a screening fee from the renter, which in the past they had to. And again, if you're an agent, the last thing you want to have to do is be kind of chasing these renters around for, you know, this small fee or paying it out of pocket when the renter doesn't pay you for it. So it really streamlines a lot. Um, of different areas from that perspective as well. Yep, uh, makes makes a lot of sense. So, you know, you guys have raised, what I saw online was about $10 million so far. Is that correct? Yes, yes, just over $10 million. Yep, so we just finished up our Series A back a couple months ago, earlier this year. And so we did kind of complete that. And it's been exciting to, you know, like put that toward doing, you know, like some of the product enhancements and features that we've kind of talked about. And one of the things, yes, we've mentioned it is kind of like a little bit of, you know, like a way that agents can manage their contacts a little bit better on Rentsbury. But then going forward as well, we want to make sure that we're providing tools as well so that, hey, when an agent is screening someone, they can also put really like refer tools to their landlords as well that they may be working with and representing. So we're also launching rent payments and a couple other features that relate to maintenance. So really like bridging the gaps there and going back to what we said at the beginning, addressing some of these markets that are not really addressed and there's not really tools available for them at this time. So it seems like you're getting a little bit, you're using some of that money to get into a little bit of the property management space with maintenance and rent payments then. A little bit, but you know, getting into some of those kinds of activities, but again, not necessarily targeting the property managers. It's more so looking at those mom and pop landlords, which, you know, like, like they're very overlooked. And a lot of the time when people think about landlords, they don't think that these are small, like, you know, these are just individuals or just like, let's say a couple that uses their savings to buy an investment property. And these people are essentially like small business owners and they have to worry about their operations and their cash flow. They don't have huge financial means and backing typically. And so it's important for them to be able to run their businesses efficiently as well. And so, a lot of the time we just notice, for example, things like when they collect rent, they're still using like PayPal or Zelle or Venmo or even my landlord here. I have to drop a check off every month <laughs> at, at, at the property. And so they're just not really tools that are set up and easily available for these types of indi individuals to be able to handle you know, areas that are really critical to their business and their livelihood. 
I, I'm, by the way, you know, still from, from that perspective, shocked how behind the times everybody, both commercial and residential spaces in terms of payments. I mean, we have an office, we have a few offices and not one of them in the commercial space. We're talking giant, you know, organizations that own the, the building that we have in Denver is probably a $300 million building. And it the company that manages it is a hundreds of million dollar uh, organization, maybe billions of dollar organization. And yet they still do not have a way to pay them. That is not either manually creating our own ACH in the system and sending it to their, you know, essentially their bank account number or that uh, we have to send them a check, which is, you know, it's 2021 folks. Come on, like, let's, let's do better. And then the same thing happens in the rental the space too. You know, I, I know people that are our employees that, there is no good way to pay rent. You either do the the, the same thing, which is you, there's no portal to go put in my information or or put in my bank account number and just auto ACH it. It's I have to drop off a check at the front door. This it's 2021. This is just this is, seems absolutely crazy to me. Yeah, there's a huge, huge like missed opportunity there, and it's just on a, honestly like it translates to the consumers as well, which you know you hear a lot about push towards kind of thinking a little bit more about the consumer experience. So yeah, that that that's definitely very important for sure to to really get that stuff shored up. Well, it's good that you're uh, good you're working on that because I know the, the problem is a lot of mom and pops aren't going to spend the money to go set up an ACH system, right? They're going to do Venmo or they're going to do it to any, something like that. And frankly, um, I had a renter in one of my properties last year and we did that exact same process where they were Venmo money to me. And uh, crazy story is they actually Venmoed it to the wrong Venmo name and it was the correct name, just one letter spelled differently. And if you don't know how Venmo works, it instantaneously transacts the money and there's no clawback feature. So you essentially have to hope the goodwill of the other person will send you the money back. Now, luckily in this case they did, but holy cow, right? Yeah, that's a, that's a nightmare for sure. And thankfully things worked out in the end, but those are exactly the types of issues that arise from, you know, not having a process and having everything really fragmented. Venmo's great for a lot of things, maybe like paying someone back for dinner, things like that. But yeah, like to run a business, it's not a good backbone in terms of your software suite. So. Yep. Now, you know, with, with other things, it seems like, and I, I did some research on you before the call, it seems like you're already starting to get into some of the other places where rent spree might be able to assist beyond just the, the places that we've already discussed. Like, for example, one of the things that I know for a fact can be a giant problem in this space is getting renter's insurance right? Even large organizations have to deal with this process where if you go to rent something, then the person doesn't have renter's insurance, but the contract calls for it. They're scrambling 10 seconds before they're supposed to get the keys to go get insurance somewhere. And it seems like rent spree has already built that in to make it easy for folks. But but it, there's some other things there about maybe turning on utilities. Uh, is that something that you guys are taking a look at at all? Yeah, I think we're looking at utilities. We're looking at moving services as well. So it's just looking at really like the real estate life cycle or the like real estate journey that kind of people go through. And, you know, we, we have a great product and we have a great platform. But like you mentioned, you just look at any other kind of service that people need to engage with or task that they need to get done, whether it's securing renter's insurance, moving, switching utilities, signing a lease, keeping track of, you know, like rent payments, 
So all this stuff, I mean, it's just, there's, there's really very, very, very little technology that's ever been applied to some of these individuals. So there's a great chance to, you know, kind of help out from those perspectives as well. And I would agree completely. Well, uh, we're running out of time here, but, you know, we did want to ask a couple of things about the future, which is, you know, obviously you mentioned earlier that the volume of runners is, is increasing because the time to purchase is increasing, not necessarily that people are running for forever, but they're just waiting to, to buy maybe because the average price of a starter home has become unaffordable in a lot of places. <laughs> this is something that I talked to Nobu, who's the CEO of the Denver Association of Realtors about. Oh yeah, a, oh, yeah I know Nobu, he's nice, yeah. Yeah, and we talked about this exact problem because we have a big office in Denver and in a starter home there is about $550,000. So how can the average you know person afford a home, right? Uh, especially a single person, how can they afford a home? Even if they're making a, a great salary, it gets very difficult. So you know, where do you see the next five years of the rental market being? I mean, obviously the real estate industry as a whole has been in a boom ever since the pandemic, you know, two months after the pandemic started. But where's the rental market in maybe two years or five years from now? Yeah, the rental market's going to kind of, it's definitely going to continue to, I'm not sure that it will grow continuously at the same rate that it has been, but it's definitely going to continue growing. It, it really is just so hard to afford a home right now when you just get right out of college or, you know, when you're kind of trying to establish your life. And so those type of things will continue with this trend that, People, you know, they can't just purchase a home anytime they want. It's not no longer as affordable as it was just to pick up a starter home based on the salaries and inflation and everything like that. So renters are going to rent, renting is really going to kind of con continue to keep growing. And, you know, like overall, I would say we've, we've been working with a ton of different brokerages out there and really partnering with them to make sure that they can empower their agents to embrace these changes. And hey, like I said, this isn't something that necessarily will, you know, like encourage agents to necessarily like only handle rentals or anything like that. But when those opportunities arise and there are people out there that would do well to build a foundation and build their network with all these perspective or with all these renters who are going to purchase a home at some point in the future, whether, you know, maybe they're in their twenties or they're still just moving around a little bit, it, it's a great chance for them. And that's why we've also been, like I said, working with MLSs, working with brokerages and putting these real estate professionals in the best position that they can possibly be in to handle the changes that are going to continue to move as we go forward. Gotcha. Well, I always ask every one of my guests one last question. It's the same question every guest get at, gets asked, which is, you know, knowing what you know about the industry and you've been it for at least five years or so. And then before that with, if you could change one thing about the real estate industry, what would that one thing be? I would, what I would want to, what I would like to do is to see really um, a reduction in just the noise that's out there in the industry. I think there's a lot of information out there and some of it is very important and some of it not so much. And I think if there's a way to kind of cut through to what's truly important, it can be overwhelming for really everyone in the industry, whether you're an agent, broker, executive, MLS, and there's just a lot of information out there and a lot of things vying for attention. And so cutting out the noise, making it really easy for people to identify what are the highest value activities to focus on, what are the highest value messages, what are the highest value tools. Uh, I think thinking about those types of things and prioritizing a little bit, that's really what I would like to see 
going forward in the industry. Well, great. Thanks so much, uh, Michael, again, for joining us. You've been listening to Michael Lucarelli. He's the co-founder and CEO of Rentsbree, a leasing management tool that works with brokerages, agents, and MLSs. And as we listened here today, is free for them to use. So if nothing else, go go give them a call and sign up. If you're a brokerage, you know, about 70% of our listeners are brokerage staff or brokerage uh, owners. It seems like there's a no-risk opportunity for you here to call, call Michael and his team up and go to Rentsbree free.com and, and sign up with them and have these tools available for agents. I know all too often brokerages are sitting there and, and they always feel like it's another tool and another tool and another tool. And it's going to cost them, you know, $5 here and $20 there and $30 per agent there. And so here's, here's that tool to, for, for free to add to your, your agent's tool belt. And, and last, last thing I'll ask you real quick, I saw Michael, you have an API in your system, so you can connect up to brokerages, other tools through that API, right? Correct. Awesome. And the API is very simple and straightforward, really automates things in a huge way. We can automatically set up really like the transaction for the agent and get everything done without even the agent needing to do much of anything. So really like further just making it simple. Excellent. And that's, that's exactly what every agent's looking for is almost yeah. making it where it's done for them more or less. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. and at Tribus, uh, we could help you with that. If, you, if there's any Tribus customers out there listening that want to en- engage or connect up with Rentsbree, you know, feel free to talk to our team and maybe we can make an easy button for, for adding Rentsbree to the site. So anywho, thanks again, uh, Michael, for joining us. Really appreciate you how, uh, jumping on the show. And again, you can find out more about Michael's company, Rentsbree at Rentspree, S-P-R-E-E.com. And thanks everybody for listening. You've been listening to Brokerage Insider, where the podcast where we interview the leaders in real estate and real estate technology. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. We pretty much are there. So make sure to subscribe so that each week you get these episodes delivered straight to your inbox. Thanks again, everybody for listening.